The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Clyde. Hello, hello. Hey, and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, we take the episode. <laughs> we break it down. With our biceps. Mm-hmm. We run into another episode that looks just like it Ooh. and try to fool you guys into thinking it's the right one, uh-huh. only to find out that it's not Ooh. and that there wasn't any problem in the first place and nobody was hurt in the process and no lesson was ever even learned. Oh. All for you, the listener. That's right. Mm-hmm. On today's episode, we take a look at season five, episode 18, entitled Two Pete's in a Pod. Hmm. I think I saw that on uh, Pornhub. Probably. Yeah. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funnier if you did. Yeah. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So how was your week, Jimmy? Fine as wine, kind of chatty, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was your week? It's good. We're together in the same room again. We are. And I want to, right off the bat, I want to apologize for being sick last week. I did a uh, photo shoot at Chuck E. Cheese, of all places, where the kids literally licked the machines. And uh, yeah, I was super sick. So. so, first of all, I passed it off as we were sick. I didn't put any blame on you. I well, know, but I didn't want people to be like, fucking tech. You know what I mean? <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me get this straight. So, you were invited to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, I was hired to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Hired to go, yeah. excuse me, hired mm-hmm. to go to Chuck E. Cheese. You're a middle-aged man. Yep. You went alone. Yes. With a camera to That's take pictures of children. Yeah, yeah. Did you have any problems at the door? Um, no. Once I took my hand out of my pants, I didn't know. <laughs> so you can come in, but you're going to have to take your hand out of your pants. They're like, we need to check your backpack. And I open it up and it's like full of camera gear. <laughs> like, oh, this should be fine. Whatever. <laughs> man. They're like, what are you going to be taking pictures of? That little boy over there. <laughs> His parents are paying me to, you know, follow him around and take pictures of him. So. <laughs> yeah. What are you taking pictures of? It's whatever. You know, yeah, kids. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I haven't decided yet. It's funny because the mom is like four foot 11, I think. Yeah. Maybe five foot. So she was like smaller than some of the kids. And her husband was like, I can't keep track of her because she's like smaller than half the kids here. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's kind of like um, my ex-girlfriend. Uh, she was the same height as my daughters. And so ah, it looked like I was, that's funny. and they were all three very short. Right. <laughs> and it looked like it was me out with my three kids. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Does she like hold on to your finger? Like, you know, little kids. <laughs> she, I mean, she didn't like it, but I made her do it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. well, crossing the road, especially. Yeah. I made her call me daddy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Stupid. Yep. <laughs> so my week was okay. Um, Good. I guess. You guess. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Not that I'm going to bring up here, but you know how life likes to throw wrenches in your um, underwear. 
It's kind of what happened. Right. It's a saying. It's a saying. All right. I'll take your word for that one. <laughs> but yeah, just dealing with the old uh, underwear wrench. You know how that goes. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. <laughs> uh, Jimmy and I would like to put out that we, uh, that's it. We just like to put out. <laughs> yeah. Now that we um, recently just got done doing an interview like about we an did. hour ago. We did. Yes. We've been trying to set this interview up for a while, but the scheduling conflicts, you know, mm-hmm. so just finally, but we finally made it happen today. It happened yes. an hour ago and everything. Patreon people already know. Yeah. So. Patreon people. I see they, they're always, they know first. They know. Yeah. It pays to be a producer. Um, but go ahead, Jimmy. We had an interview with the, the lovely, the talented uh, Hope Juber. Some people were like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. Well, the diehard people know what's up. Yeah. But the people, the other people are just like, who? who? You hope what? (laughs) uh, Hope Juber, uh, for those that don't know, is uh, the daughter of um, Sherwood Schwartz, uh, the man that developed the Brady Bunch. And she's gone on to do a lot of things in her own right. And she's had a fascinating life and she has fascinating stories to tell. And her husband's a fascinating person. Her daughters are fascinating. Everything about her is fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. And um, it was a super, super cool interview. And, uh, you know, we we thanked her profusely for <laughs> giving her time. And so, uh, so yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And she did appear on four episodes of uh, The Brady Bunch. She did, yeah. Most uh, notably, she was Greg's date at the drive-in. Yes. Where she got the frogs dropped on her head from Bobby. But, yeah. So, it was a really cool interview. Very laid back. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, that'll be out, I don't know, in a week or two or so. So, yeah. <laughs> So look forward to that episode. It'll be a little bonus episode. There you go. Um, yeah, me and Tech have known about this interview for God, like <laughs> six months, a year now, something like. No, it hasn't been that long. But it's been a few months. Feels like it. Um, actually, I think we started talking to her. I think before Christmas. I think. Yeah, yeah. And then she couldn't do it for a while, and she actually recommended her brother Lloyd, who was a big producer on the show, yeah. um, but he couldn't do it either for scheduling conflicts. Um, but then she was able to do it again. And we're like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Super, super, super nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to, to steer clear of the, if you do, if you look up any interviews with her, it's like the same five questions asked every single time. Mm-hmm. And we tried to avoid those five questions because they've been answered a thousand times. And um, so we tried to get a little bit and a little bit deeper into, you know, what kind of person she is and, and, you know, the stuff that she's done. And I just, I couldn't believe the stories you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That she has like one question we didn't ask, but I highly suggest you looking this up is how she met her husband. Yeah. yeah. Like we didn't specifically ask cause we had already heard the story and she tells it all the time. But, um, yeah, it's a fascinating story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to give it away cause it's not my story to tell, but, um, she's a really interesting person. I can't mm-hmm. say that enough. <laughs> yeah. Between her, her husband and her two daughters, they have access to anybody in the in, in any industry. Yeah, <laughs> and she's so humble too. I mean, <clears throat> I mean she's yeah. nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And she was so humble about everything. Like, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> crazy. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. And we tried to get some really hard hitting questions answered, but she wouldn't answer them. So, yeah, <laughs> she's produced over thirty albums, like as a producer. Yeah, like, yeah. And she's gone on to record albums herself. Like just everything, like. She's written, she's acted, she's sang, she's produced. Like, it's mm-hmm. amazing. So. And she still has more productions coming out. So. She does, yeah, yeah. She's we not done about, by any stretch. Yeah, we talk about all that in the episode. I so. couldn't believe she wouldn't tell us whose penis was the biggest. Like, I know. 
All she kept saying was like, can you just put your pants back on? Like, that's not the question, is it, Hope? (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily, that was below the the camera line, so she couldn't see it anyway. So me and you were just, you know, bottomless for no reason. (laughs) She's like, I literally can't see. You guys are sitting down. Um, (laughs) I did like her background because we used Skype for the interview. She had the Brady Bunch house as the background. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we just, I, I, me and Tech have been just kind of nerding out for the past hour, just how cool of a person she was. So, <laughs> yeah. again, hope if you're listening, we, we thank you profusely for giving us your time. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was awesome. Oh, we also had, um, we had some questions from, from, from the, the producers uh, to ask Hope. Some of them, um, they didn't come in the normal route through the, um, the Patreon app. They came in via email. And um, some of them were questions we had already asked. And some of them didn't get asked because we didn't know that they existed yet. Um, <laughs> right. Cause we were expecting them to come in through Patreon. Yeah. But, um, but we so, do, you know, we, we tried our best to get those squeezed in. So, mm-hmm. so we do apologize if we missed your question for hope. Um, but uh, yeah, we kind of dropped the ball there, but anyway, it was a great interview. Look forward to it uh, coming out soon, probably next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's awesome. It is. It really is. All right. So on that note, let's take our first break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this two pizza and a pod thing. Yeah, right. Sounds kind of fun. I still think it's amazing oh. that they found an actor that looks so much like him. Like even his hair looked the same. It's crazy. It is pretty impressive. Yeah. We'll be back. Coming in the fall of 2022, Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions. A long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters and sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great, coming in the fall of 2022.
are back. Yes. All right. So we got season five, episode 18, entitled Two Pete's in a Pod. Facts about the episode. It first aired on February 8th, 1974. Mm. Written by Sam Locke and Milton Paschal. Mm. Directed by Richard Michaels. Mm. Mm. I wonder if he's any relation to Brett Michaels from Poison. Or George. That's just one Michael for George. Yeah. The other one was Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the other guy. I don't know his name. I don't follow that band. Wham! You used to have a poster, didn't you? <laughs> a poster. <laughs> I have that album on the vinyl sitting over there. Oh, that's what it was. You had it on your wall. It was like a little mini poster. <laughs> According to IMDb, <laughs> this is the first filmed episode featuring Cousin Oliver. What? Which I guess they may have shot out of order. Oh. That's what I'm guessing. So. Yeah. Um, his appearance in the show is widely considered by fans as the moment when the series quote, jumped the shark and irrecoverably went into declining quality. I have to disagree with that because the moment it jumped the shark is when they started doing stupid ass episodes like this. Right. You know what I mean? Like it had nothing to do with cousin Oliver. No, we actually discussed that with Hope Juba. We did. Yeah. We actually, that was actually something we brought up and we had to ask her. And we also brought up the fact that, you know, they, they made, um, John Denver looks so young. Like, <laughs> like amazing how did makeup you, job. Yeah. How did you get John Denver to look so young? So <laughs> we, we talked about, you know, John Denver slash cousin Oliver as well, or cousin Denver. <laughs> cousin uh, Denver. Uh, during, John Oliver. <laughs> during Peter's simultaneous dates, the music alternates between the William Tell theme from the Cincinnati kids and the oft heard Romeo and Juliet tune. What is the youth? I was going to say, what's the name of that song again, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Mike's boss's first name is Ed, according to his niece, one of Peter's dates. I thought we already knew that, though. Um, Ed Phillips? Um, yeah. I don't know if we knew. We think we just mm-hmm. knew him as Mr. Phillips. Well, I thought a couple of times that um, Mike would answer the phone, hey, Ed, I thought. but I don't know. Mm-hmm. We knew he had a boat. Yeah. That's uh, my boat. <laughs> Robert Reed disliked the ending and refused to film the last scene when Peter and Arthur are together explaining the situation. Yeah, we kind of talked about that a little bit, too, with Hope. We did. So he Mm. would not be a part of, like, what was it? Oh, like the last episode where the hair stuff couldn't possibly change colors, even though 100% could. But he's totally on board with uh, two people looking identical. Yeah. Weird. I guess. All right, so whatever floats your boat, you ready to whatever floats your boss's boat. That's right. You ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. All right, so we fade in. (laughs) Scene one. Our story opens up at Fillmore Junior High. Peter is standing in the hallway with a girl, Michelle, (laughs) who is drinking from a water fountain. Peter says, think it real hard for me. Michelle finishes her drink and walks away saying, maybe. Peter says, it's a costume party. You have lots of fun. Everybody will be there in costume. I'm going as Dracula. Michelle rolls her eyes as she walks down the hallway and says, well, I'll think it over, okay? She stops at her locker as Peter leans in on the locker next to hers and says, come on, Michelle. You just got to say yes. It's a smooth line. 
As she opens her locker door, she says, well, I kind of have a date that night. Persistent Peter defends himself and says, well, you'll have much better time at the costume party with me. I'm charming, witty, handsome, and very modest. (laughs) Michelle giggles at his joke. Peter goes on, besides, I've been trying to date you practically all semester, and I'm getting a rejection complex. Michelle smiles at Peter and says, well, in the interest of mental health, okay. Shit works, dude. Yeah, right. I'm going to try that. I've talked to a few girls that say that, you know, they got with their husband because he wouldn't stop asking. Yeah, my sister with her first husband. Mm-hmm. She's like, I couldn't stand him, but he was too persistent. And Anyway, Peter lights up and asks, you'll really go with me? Michelle looks at him and says, I just said I would. Do you want me to have the principal notarize it? Peter smiles and says, yeah. Uh, I mean, no. I mean, wow. I'll pick you up at seven Friday night, okay? Michelle smiles and says, okay, bye, Peter, and walks off to class. Peter, still smiling like he slept with a hanger in his mouth, turns and runs down the hall and around the corner. But then all of a sudden, as he rounds the corner in a hurry, he runs right into a boy walking to class, making him drop all of his books. Aww. As Peter helps him pick them up, he says, I'm sorry. But the two boys stand up face to face. It's a boy that looks just like Peter except wearing glasses. They stop and look at each other up and down. Peter exclaims, Holy mackerel, you look just like me. (laughs) Right? The other Peter says, And you look just like me. (laughs) But without glasses. (laughs) Peter says, My name is Peter Brady. What's yours? The other boy says, I'm Peter Brady. <laughs> no, he didn't say it. He didn't say it. He didn't say it. Oh, okay. He says, uh, Arthur Owens. Peter asks, how come we've never met before? Arthur says, I just transferred to the school yesterday. Arthur chuckles and goes on, boy, are we going to drive the teachers out of their skulls? <laughs> Peter smiles and says, yeah. Hey, are you busy right after school today? Arthur says, no. Why? Peter gets a gleam in his eye and says, how would you like to have a little fun putting someone on? <laughs> oh, no, okay. Arthur says, sure. Who? Peter says, my family. It'll be a real blast. Arthur asks, do you think we could fool them? Peter says, I don't know. But think of the possibilities if we can. Arthur says, Yeah. And they both just maniacally laugh. Every time I hear maniacally laugh, I think of the Muppet movie. <laughs> Why? That, that bad guy, because he doesn't actually laugh. He just goes, maniacal laugh. Mani- that's all he says. <laughs> like, he doesn't actually laugh. Um, this was a pretty good special effect for the day. Because I, yeah. I watched it a few times, and, and I was expecting <clears throat> to see the frames, like, kind of yeah, moving yeah. from each Jiggle. other. But yeah. you didn't really see that a whole lot. You saw it a little bit if you really looked, but you really had to look for it. Um but yeah, it looks like the shots are lined up pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I was noticing that too. I was waiting for like to like a bump or something, you know, because you see it all the time on like the Patty Duke show and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they just, I don't know if they just couldn't keep cameras still back then or what. They must not have invented tripod yet. I don't know. But um, yeah, Arthur looks just like Christopher Knight. Isn't that weird? It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. They must have held a contest or something like for Paul McCartney when Paul McCartney, you when know, he died. died yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> we should have asked Hope about that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Damn, we could have answered all yeah. kinds of questions. All right. Scene two. Back at the Brady home, Bobby and Cindy are sitting in the family room playing checkers. Mm. John Denver, um, <clears throat> I mean, mm. cousin Oliver, stands by and watches. As Cindy is about to make a move, she looks at Oliver. Oliver shakes his head to tell her it's a wrong move. She pulls away from the piece and picks again. Once again, Oliver shakes his head. She picks one more time. This time, Oliver smiles and nods. But then, like, she doesn't move any pieces. So like, I know. Well, I noticed that fuck? she didn't move any. She was like, okay. I just wanted to get your approval. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Peter peeks in from the backyard. He turns and smiles at Arthur, who was hiding in the carport. Peter walks over and says, okay, Bobby, Cindy, and Oliver are in the family room. Arthur asks, Oliver is your cousin, right? Peter says, right. You know who everyone else is. Now go in and see if you can fool them and come back out. Arthur says, okay. And then he takes his glasses off and puts them in his pocket. He does one final adjustment to his hair and then heads on in. Hmm. I really thought they were going to do some sort of gag with him for getting glasses, but they never did. No. Arthur's pretty good about taking them off. I mean, we both wear glasses, and how many times have you put your glasses in your front pocket? I don't, well, I mean, I just have reading that, glasses. I, I know, but that's still a weird... Nobody puts their glasses in their front jean pocket. You know what I mean? Like, you don't do that. Oh, oh pants pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't really... I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. I would have just handed the Peter, hey, hold these. Or I would just hook them on my shirt. But yeah. I guess you can't do that because he can't be having glasses at right. all. But I mean, so. I don't know. You wouldn't put your glasses in your pocket like that. I'd feel like they'd get broken. Exactly. Yeah. Just don't sit down and be aware of them all the time. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. Scene three. Back in the family room, Cindy looks at Oliver again. He nods and Cindy takes the move and jumps one of Bobby's pieces. Mm. Bobby says, hey, no coaching, Oliver. I saw you shake your head. Alice peeks in from the kitchen as Peter, uh, I mean, Arthur, walks in. Mm. Bobby sees him and says, hey, Pete, want to play the winner? Fake Peter says, uh, no, thanks. Checkers is, sorry, I was going to say something else. Checkers sucks. <laughs> Checkers is a drag. Cindy asks, since when? Bobby calls bullshit out on him and says, yeah, you're a Checkers freak. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur says, oh, well, what I mean is I used to like checkers. <laughs> Just then Alice says, hey, Peter, come here. I want you to do me a favor. Arthur says, no, thanks, maid. Favors are a drag. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, he didn't say that. Arthur smiles and nods and heads on into the kitchen. They should have, in my opinion, they should have added a mole or something that makes this kid different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, I mean... I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's suspension of disbelief on the show anyways. Mm -hmm. But the, I don't know. They're usually, there's some kind of something to help the audience differentiate between him and Peter. Yeah, you know they do I mean? glasses. Mm, yeah, but I don't know. Hmm. I would have done a mole or something. And then we're like, when did you get that mole? That would have been like an ongoing thing. Or, or they could have written it off like, oh, do you have do you have something on your face or you know something? I don't know. Hmm. And he could be like, oh, I was working on the go-kart or whatever. You know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Scene four. In the kitchen, Arthur asks, what's the favor? Alice says, I need a flavor favor. <laughs> Alice. I need your expert pie tasting abilities. 
How big of a hunk can you handle? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Alice has a pie for him to taste. Yeah. A little bit of deep dish Alice pie, if you know what I'm saying. All right. So Arthur says, depends. Is he a bottom or a top? What? <laughs> that was a weird, weird episode. That was a weird episode. I don't remember him saying that. That's weird. <laughs> no, he says the hunkiest. <laughs> Alice starts to cut into the pie to plate up for him. But Arthur says, I'd rather have cherry. Alice confused as all get out says, but I made this pie, especially for you. Alice then puts her hands on her hip and says, cherry makes you break out in a rash. Remember? Mm. Arthur says it does. Oh, it does. Right. I'm supposed to be pretending to be somebody else right now. I forgot. I thought for a second that I lived here. I normally deal with you every day. Alice says, I guess you forgot since it's been so long since you scratched. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. (laughs) Arthur, not giving a fuck, says, well, I'll live dangerously and have a piece of cherry anyways. As he grabs a piece of cherry pie already plated up, Alice says, okay, it's your itch. If anyone needs me, I'll be in the laundry room, unwrinkling a wrinkle-proof shirt. Hmm. She rolls her eyes and walks out of the kitchen. Arthur begins to chow down on some deep-dish Alice pie. (laughs) Some sweet, sweet cherry pie. (laughs) Alice's sweet, sweet cherry pie. Hell yeah. That sounds like an 80s song. He walks over to the sliding door and sees Peter on the carport. He smiles and holds up the plate of pie. Peter smiles back and gives him an okay sign back to Arthur. Just then, Greg and Marsha come home from school through the front door. They enter into the kitchen. Marsha sees Arthur and says, hey, Pete, do you want to go with us? Greg adds, hey, Larry invited us over to swim. Arthur says, I don't swim. Greg says, are you kidding? You're a good swimmer. Arthur says, I mean, I don't swim and I don't feel like swimming. You and Django. Marsha now pissed, looks over at Greg as if he's insulted the fuck out of her and asks, Jan? Arthur looks up from his cherry pie and asks, did I say Jan? Greg says, yes. And on second thought, maybe it's a good idea if you're not going swimming, Pete. Your brain's waterlogged today. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Damn. That's some harsh. That's fucked up. Why did mm. Greg have to say that, man? <laughs> Greg rolls his eyes as Marsha giggles as to how witty her older and much sexier older brother is <laughs> as they walk off together. It looked like they were like on a date. Yeah, right? As they leave out the back door and through the backyard, Pete has to hide as to not to be seen by them. He overhears Greg tell Marsha, he's acting strange. Hmm. That reminded me of an episode of um, Married with Children well, where Bud's like... <laughs> Kelly, you need to use your wits. And she's like, I do. And he's like, no, wits. <laughs> um, he seems awfully comfortable in that house. Like, I know. You know I mean, like it's from the get go. He doesn't look around to check it out. He doesn't. It's like he's been yeah. there a thousand times. And she's like, here, let me give you some pie. He's like, nope, I'd rather have that one. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's weird. But I mean, we didn't even get a, in your... The mom? You know what I mean? He doesn't know who any of these people are. No, thanks, mom. Like, what? 
I mean, I do act more like your mom than your actual mom. <laughs> Alice is like, just don't make that joke around your mom. <laughs> Scene five. Later, back in the kitchen, Jan walks in and says to Arthur, Peter, you promised to help me with my algebra. Arthur looks at Jan and says, wow, you sure are pretty. Jan moves to the table to set her books down and says, I already went with you to a dance a few weeks ago. <laughs> Wasn't that enough? <laughs> now she says, cut the corny compliments. You still have to help me. Arthur follows her to the table as he says, oh, I'll help you anytime. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Helped you anytime, if you know what I'm saying. And I think you do. Hell to the L. As Jan sits down, she says, boy, you sure have changed. For the better, baby. Yeah. You grew up to be quite a man. Hell yeah, I got whiskers in more than one place, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> Imagine if Jan dated him, like if Jan dated Arthur, (laughs) like how weird would that be? Like that would have been the episode I wrote. Like Jan starts dating somebody at school that looks just (laughs) like Peter. And Mike and Carol's like, do you, you see it, right? Like you have to see that it looks just like Peter. Like you don't find this weird. (laughs) I'm going to put an end to this. Like why? I love Arthur. Like what if she mistakenly like started making out with Peter? Like, you know, got drunk or something. I remember um, in school, there was a guy that was dating twins, female twins that you and I both knew. And yeah. these were twins that were in my grade, not in your grade. They were ahead of you, okay. I think. And he um, he went to the grocery store where his girlfriend worked. He was dating one of them. Okay. And he saw his girlfriend, went up, turned around, gave her a quick kiss to say hello to surprise or whatever. And what he didn't know was her sister had gotten a job there. <laughs> and he accidentally kissed her sister and damn and apparently he got in big trouble from her because she's like you can't tell the difference well, you're fucking twins but no, no but. <laughs> I was like um, my senior year at school um, I saw this dude just it's just a random kid around school you know mm-hmm. just another face in the crowd wait Somebody- did he look just like you <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. And uh, it's just not, it's not a guy I really knew or even really talked to. It's just another face you just see every day at school and no big deal. So, like, at the end of the school year, I see him and his twin brother <laughs> walking together. <laughs> it blew my freaking mind. I was like, I thought I just saw one dude all the time. I didn't know that they were twins. <laughs> so I, was, I just thought I saw him everywhere. You know, it's like, but I just saw you down that hall. You know, it wasn't like that, but it was just like, I had all year long. I had no idea that twin brothers. We, um, when, when Megan was uh, pregnant with Caitlin, originally she had a twin. We were, we were going to have twins. Yeah. And um, something had happened and we went back and, um, there was only one and they said the Caitlin had absorbed the other one. And so we still tease her this day. We're like, <laughs> that's you why murdered you murdered your sister. Yeah, that's why you have multiple personalities. Cause you know, you murdered your sister. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, um, I did not know any of that, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I like how I, when you said it, I was like, yeah, like it was normal information. No, mm, no. never knew that. Oh, wow. Another story that you hold on to. Interesting. Yeah. 
it's funny because every once in a while I'll be like, you need to go clean your room. I mean, obviously you can absorb shit, right? You need to go absorb some of that trash in your room. <laughs> That's fucked up. And scene six. Out in the living room, Carol is coming down the stairs just as the phone rings. She shouts out, I'll get it. <laughs> she's, she's in her by herself. Uh, she runs over to the phone. She picks up the phone. Hello? Oh, hello, Mr. Phillips. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Mike isn't home yet. Yeah, I see. But just then, Mike walks through the front door. Carol says, oh, hold on. Mr. Phillips, Mike just walked in. She hands Mike the phone and tells him it's Mr. Phillips. And he has a problem about Friday night. Mike takes the phone and says, hello, Mr. Phillips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, let me see. Peter's 15. I don't think so. I don't think it'll be a problem at all as long as he's not busy. Hang on a second. I'll ask him right now. Mike cups the phone as he yells for Peter. Hmm. Hmm. Looks like Alice is slacking. Uh, not answering the phone? Yeah. Why did Carol have to answer it? I don't know. Carol works hard. She, it's, it's so rough she for her. She washes lettuce. Yeah. She cuts cucumbers. She mixes the salad when it's like she does a lot, Dag. Well, not to mention all of the needle points she has to get done. Exactly. I mean, she's always right there to help people with problems, mm -hmm. as we'll see soon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't you have know. to have a talk with her. Exactly. Scene seven. <clears throat> Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Arthur kneels next to Jan, real close at the table as Mike continues to call for Peter. Jan says, Peter. Dad's calling you. <laughs> Arthur says, you can call me daddy anytime. Hell yeah. She's like, no, dad's calling you. It's like funny because soon you'll be calling dad too. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, dad? Dad, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Mike yells from the living room, you free Friday night? And Arthur's like, I'm trying to date I'm, my sister. I'm 15. <laughs> And you're my dad. I'm trying to date my sister right now. <laughs> Arthur yells back, yeah, I guess so. Mike asks, how would you feel about entertaining my boss's niece? She's visiting from out of town. Arthur says, what will she be wearing? Mike says, probably some sort of spring dress, maybe. Probably something with flowers. <laughs> Arthur's like, I can juggle. Ooh, I can act like my thumb got pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know magic tricks. Arthur says, sure. I guess it's okay. Mike says, good. Uh, Mr. Phillips, it's all set. Your niece has a date Friday night with a very eligible bachelor. Yeah, and he'll put out if need be. Like father, like son. <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. So, yeah. So while infatuated with Jan, he takes a date with another girl? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, just, I don't know. I just. And you think you'd be like, she, she means nothing to me. Nothing. I, th I would just think at this point, he'd be like, uh, let me run to the garage real quick and get something. You know, he would find some reason to get out. Like he wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't keep going with all that unless he's some kind of moron, which he might be. <laughs> might be. Yeah. Back in the kitchen. What scene are we on? This is weird. Oh, scene eight. Uh, <laughs> scene eight. Back in the kitchen. Ooh. 
Arthur kneels back down with Jan really close. Ooh, how close? Really close. So close that Getting we need music. real close. Oh yeah. He looks down at her work, looks into her eyes and says, That's the right answer, Jan. <laughs> Jan says, Good. As she shuts her book, she continues on, Will you help me with something else? Oh yeah. Arthur just stares into her eyes and says, I'd love to. I'd love to. Jan smiles and says, you're sure no Peter Brady. No Peter Brady. She gets up and tells him, I'll be right back. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> and she walks away. <laughs> That's really killing me. <laughs> <clears throat> Arthur stands up and watches her leave. Well, he, he tries to stand up, if you catch what I'm saying. <laughs> and tries to watch her leave. Yeah. Hey, see you go. He stands up, but he's kind of hunched over and he's got his hands <laughs> in his front pockets. <laughs> He looks out the window at Peter. Peter smiles and motions for him to come out. Arthur smiles and head out the back door. Hmm. You know what's fucked up about this? What's up? Is I feel like I mean you saw the scene. I did. Yeah. We were a little exaggerated here, but were when we? you watched, <laughs> but were we though? Jim was loving every fucking minute of it. She was, yeah. Like she was flirting back. She was, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like. <sighs> That's all. Hey, telling you, clueless. <sighs> that it, it's in the realm of possibilities, or she'd be like, "Well, Peter, you know what I mean? It's totally Stop. possible." What are you doing, my brother? So she was, she was feeling the tingles and jingles. If you know what I'm saying. I think I saw this <clears throat> on Pornhub too. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's funny is um, he only looked at the back of her head. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you put your mind in Arthur's shoes, right? I'm putting my mind in his yeah, shoes. Yeah. Okay. And a girl was a girl that you're totally infatuated with, like in love with. Yeah. Starts walking away. Would you really just stare? I mean, if you're like 15, you know, 14 or whatever, and your hormones are raging, would you only look at the back of her head? No. Marsha can't keep her eyes off people's ass every time they mm-hmm. walk away from her. No, 100% be staring at her yeah. ass. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, he didn't even check her out once, like not even a little bit. He just saw her and looked at the back of her head as she walked away. Arthur's a gentleman. I guess so. Or he's gay. One of the two. Um, I, I started thinking about this really bugged me. <laughs> okay. I, I think what it is, is I don't think Christopher Knight could get himself to do it. I don't think he could get himself to think of her as a girl. Because <laughs> they had known each other for five years at this point since they were like yeah, but 10 they years dated old. dated for real though. Did they? Or they messed around. Yeah. All the, know. all the couples as the kids did. Okay. And it was less, pup, more puppy love with each one. So like Greg and Marshall were like straight up fucking and mm-hmm. and I think I don't know if like Peter and and Jan yeah. I don't know if Peter and Jan ever like were intimate I don't know but and then Bobby and Cindy they just like kissed a couple times in the doghouse. Maureen McCormick did tell a funny story about how she was making out with Barry Williams mm. and the thought came up where she's like I'm making out with my brother mm-hmm. and she said it was in the middle of making out she couldn't get that thought out of her head. Mm-hmm. Gross. <clears throat> Scene nine. As he runs up to Peter, oh. he asks, dude, where's your glass for your doors at? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can stick my hand right through the door. Like, the fuck's the point? You guys just pretend. You must have so many mosquitoes. <laughs> now he says, fantastic. Peter asks, 
Did anyone get suspicious? Arthur says, I fooled them all, even your dad. Ooh, burn. Ooh, burn. Peter laughs and says, that's great. Arthur says, next time, let's try it on my folks. Peter agrees and says, I'll see you in school tomorrow. Arthur smiles and says, okay, and walks off. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Once Arthur is gone, Peter, quite proud of himself, walks into the house. Um, <laughs> what did they hope to accomplish with this? Like what? Just to see if they could fool him, like how much they look alike. Hmm. Would it be gay if they jerked each other off? <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're not clones. <laughs> they are two separate like humans. Did you see that scene? I think it's from like the time traveler or whatever, some new show that's on. Mm. Oh, I think they were talking about, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> like apparently like it came up somehow. Apparently he like goes back in time and like goes down on himself. Like, <laughs> and his dad walks in or his mom walks in. Hey, and he pops up his head from the covers. And it's like, like he's going <laughs> down on himself. Like, you know, I, speaking of that, like people, <laughs> people's like, or men talk about guys talk about if they could suck their own dick, they would. I I, I wouldn't. <laughs> Having a dick in your mouth at all is gay. Period. End of story. And I'm not gay. So, so. just you've heard people mention this. This is right. not a new concept you've never heard of. Before. Right, right, right. But then somebody pointed out, which is 100 percent true, it wouldn't be so much that you were giving yourself head. It'd be more about you sucking dick than receiving head. <laughs> That's um, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I don't think guys would do it as much as they think they would. Well, I mean, but like I've often wondered, like if you could clone yourself, yeah, would it be gay if you gave yourself a hand job? Yeah. Like, is that considered gay? Because it's you. What if so. you went back in time? Then is it still gay? I think so. Even though it's literally yourself, it's still you. Unless it's your hand from your body or your body, you know, doing it to yourself. I think you're fine. Would it be gay if? <laughs> If, but hear if, me out, Tack. If you woke up in my body <laughs> and you jerked off, <laughs> would that be gay? Because you'd be giving me a hand job. Well, if I woke up in your body, I think giving you a hand job is not too far off. First, I wondered how I got there. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <clears throat> well, you understand my joke, right? No. <laughs> not at all. Meaning, like, if I was inside you, if I was inside you, <laughs> you still, <laughs> hmm. like, my penis was in your, oh, in your butt. Okay. I get it, man. Okay. All right. So, if, if we went that far, me jerking you off is really, sure. Right. No, I'm talking about, like, you inhabiting my body. No, I got it. I get it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> if that ever happens, well, I'll let you know. If that ever happened to me, like, I wouldn't be able to, like, I wouldn't even want to look at it because it's some other dude's dick. Like, I, I would look 100%. I wouldn't look. I, I would. I don't know. I would feel really weird about touching anything, though. I think if if girls woke up in a guy's body, I think they would be infatuated with it. They'd be like, this is the coolest thing ever. It's like Jack Black. Come look at my penis with okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that's a tangent. All right. Mm-hmm. Scene 10. As he enters the family room, Bobby, Cindy, and Oliver are still playing a checkers game. Peter stops and asks, hey, how about me playing the winner? (laughs) Cindy says, but you just said checkers was a drag. Oliver repeats, yeah, you said checkers was a drag. Hmm. Peter looks at them and says, I did? 
Well, I just undragged it mm. and walks out of the room. Bobby says, I was wrong. He's not a checkers freak. He's a freaky freak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. With that you know what else shit. is a drag? My dick on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just came out. You know, but- that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> what I was going to say was... Oh, Jesus. Um, what I was going to say was... Oh. <laughs> Peter's... No, Arthur's balls across his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I might cut that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So stupid. Oh. When does this show have to end? <sighs> yeah, all right. Scene 11. Eleven. As Peter enters the kitchen, he spots the lemon meringue pie Alice made for him and gets ready to cut a piece. Alice sees this and says, hey, 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 what is going on? <laughs> well, Peter says, oh, hi, Alice. Boy, am I starved. Alice puts a stop to that shit and says, one piece of pie before dinner is enough. Peter says, right. I'll only have one piece. Alice, not believing the balls this kid has, <laughs> stops him by saying, which you have already had. Alice grabs the pie and takes it away from him. Peter asks, I have? Alice says, oh, don't give me that innocent look and don't blame me if you get a rash. Peter, completely confused <laughs> as to what is going on, somehow asks, a rash? From what? Alice says, from what? This motherfucker here, from what? <laughs> For that piece of cherry pie you ate. You know, the one that you saw him eating through the door? That one. <laughs> the one where he held up and waved that waved to you? That one. <laughs> Peter, still somehow confused as to what just happened only minutes before, finally gets it and says, Oh, that. You're right. I shouldn't have eaten it. Peter begins to fake scratch himself and says, I'm getting itchy already. Alice stops, looks at Peter and asks, did you change your shirt? <laughs> Peter says, no, why? Alice, confused, just walks out carrying folded laundry. You sleepy? Yep. <laughs> just then, Jan walks back into the kitchen and says, I'll really appreciate your help, Peter. Why was her shirt unbuttoned? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, confused, once again asks, what help? Jan says, that you're going to give me on this composition. Peter says, You've got to be kidding. Next time, ask first. Oh, damn. Dick. Jan, now disappointed in her almost what could have been, says, I knew it couldn't last long. And she walks off in disappointment, in shame, sadness. (laughs) Combination of everything. (laughs) As soon as Jan leaves, Peter runs over to the pie that Alice had moved away from and cuts a piece. Oh, shit. So, is it the next day or something? Like, how the fuck can he not remember that somebody was literally just impersonating him? Like, I know. he acts like he what? has no, like 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 he left and somebody randomly walked in his house. Like, no. a rat? What do you? A, I didn't just have it. What do you mean? I've just been hiding in the garage while some other dude was in here. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Jan was really disappointed. Holy shit! I know. 
I know. Mm. Man. Yeah. Scene 12. In the living room, Mike tells Carol, not only am I stuck with being master of ceremonies for that banquet in Mr. Phillips' honor, but we drew straws from the office, and now I'm in charge of buying him a gift. Mm. Mike flips through the newspaper and asks, got any suggestions? Carol says, oh, I know exactly what to give him. Something in exquisite taste. Something that he'll absolutely love and something he can really use. Mm. Mike asks, what's that? Carol says, oh, I'll leave the details to you. Mike sarcastically says, oh, thanks. (laughs) Just then Peter enters the room eating a piece of lemon meringue pie. Mike spots him and says, Peter, that was very nice of you and I really appreciate it. And then goes on to say, man, it sure is nice when family steps forward and helps out. And Mike just stares at his wife. <laughs> He's like, you must take after me. And he stares at Carol again. No, <laughs> Peter says, oh, that's okay. What was nice of me? Mike looks up from his paper and says, offering to entertain Pamela on Friday night. Peter shocked asks, Pamela? Mike reminds him saying, Mr. Phillips's niece who's visiting from out of town. You said you'd do it. Peter asks, I did? Mike confirms, yes, you did. (laughs) Peter asks, this Friday night? Mike, now getting pissed off, folds the newspaper back up as Carol asks, Peter, are you all right? Peter says, yeah, it's just that I've got a day for Friday night. Mike asks, well, then why didn't you say that before? Peter says, I wasn't exactly myself before. Mm -hmm. Carol says, well, Peter, you said you would do it. You have to. You cannot disappoint Mr. Phillips. Peter says, why? It's not my boss. Fuck Mr. Phillips. (laughs) No, No, Peter says, but I can't cancel on Michelle. Not after six months of hard labor trying to get a date. Mike, not giving a fuck, opens the newspaper back up and simply says, switch it. Mm. And reads the paper. Carol says, she'll understand. Most women understand when you make them break their dates to go out with you. And then you break their date to take another girl out instead. She'll totally understand what could go wrong. <laughs> right. Carol's so stupid. So, wow. <clears throat> Mike is so busy with work. It's great to see his wife come forward to help him in this time of need. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's funny. She don't mind shopping for herself. Mm-hmm. I bet she don't mind getting that shit gift wrapped on this shit. <laughs> she boxes like a box. Hell yeah. Bitches only turn up with their friends. I can't make this shit up, bitch. Yeah. Um, that fucking necklace, man. Like, <laughs> I would love to know what's behind that. It's been on every episode this season. I, I mean, I did notice it. I mean, I can't not but notice why? it. It's in why every, is it there? Every episode she wears it. Why? There's got to be some sentimental value to that. Oh, I should have asked Hope that. Damn it. Yeah, right. Um, once again, apparently Peter doesn't know that he switched himself with another person. <laughs> it's like, this is news to Peter. Like he was there. Right? Like, this was his idea. Like, <laughs> it's not like he was like, Hey, Arthur, go to my house. I'll be there in about half an hour and see if you can film my Emmy. Mean, he knows he was there. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Huge plot hole, but that's okay. Scene a 13 mm-hmm. later, Peter's on the phone and calls up Arthur. Arthur picks up and says, hello. Peter says, Hello, Arthur. It's me, Peter. Arthur asks, 
Who's Peter? Is this? <laughs> That's awesome. Who's Peter? It's me, Peter. Arthur, it's me, Peter. <laughs> now, Arthur says, oh, hi, Peter. I'm glad you called. I forgot to tell you something this afternoon. <laughs> Peter, a little pissed off, says, boy, you sure did. Arthur says, then you know by your date this Friday. Peter says, fuck the dates. I almost couldn't have pie. <laughs> Now, Peter says, thanks to you, now I've got two dates. I'm really in a spot. Arthur says, I'm really sorry. Wish I could help you out. It's too bad we don't look alike. <laughs> Peter says, so do I. I'd have to be twins. Peter stops and thinks for a second and mm. says, hey, did you hear what I just said? Arthur says, yeah, why? <laughs> They're both morons. They are, yes. Peter goes on. Well, in a way, I am, and one of me is named Arthur. Oh. Arthur's like, that's my name. <laughs> Arthur, who is just as dumb as Peter, says, what do you mean? Peter reminds him of the goings-on from just a couple of hours ago as he says, well, you made a date with Pamela, right? Well, you're going to keep that date, and I'm going to keep my other date with Michelle. Arthur says, I, I don't know, Peter. Peter says, you got me into this. You got to get me out. Oh, damn. Only fair. Mm-hmm. Right? Arthur says, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Peter says, super. I'll handle all the details. Arthur asks, what time Friday? Peter says, I have to pick Michelle up around seven, so get here a little before. And wear the same as me, a white t-shirt and blue jeans. Okay? Arthur says, Okay. And then size and foreshadows. Boy, I sure hope nothing goes wrong. <laughs> Peter says, will you relax? What could possibly go wrong? The two boys hang up the phone as Peter says to himself, Peter Brady, you are some kind of genius. He then giggles at his brilliance. Mm. Mm -hmm. So how did he already have this guy's number memorized if he just met him that day? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But I know uh, also, I, I know Jimmy refers to himself in the third person too. <laughs> oh, so, does yeah. Jimmy? Yeah. So. <laughs> That's fun. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is where we take our next break. So Peter has two dates for Friday night. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. But thanks to Arthur, his lookalike, he's home free. Like a bird. <laughs> Will something Sorry. go wrong? Will Carol finally help her husband out of his pickle? Will Jan get over her dying love for her brother, Peter? <laughs> Will Mr. Fernley come over? <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops 
like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over a hundred episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. That was a good break. That was a good break. That was a good, solid break. <laughs> that was a good, solid, like, easy to squeeze out break. Oh my God. Like, 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 no, no, we didn't have to clean up. Okay. It was just a really good, solid, clean <laughs> movement of a break. <clears throat> That's disgusting. Why? I don't think our listeners want to hear about that. <laughs> you know what's funny like after the interview I, I just I couldn't help but say I, I must have told you like five times like dude we just interviewed Hope Jewer that's so cool <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it was pre- pretty cool pretty yeah. pretty cool I can't wait for people to hear that you guys are going to like that interview I hope uh, get I hope Juber get I hope <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Klein Uh, so what what were your thoughts on this episode? I know I have. Well, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, I know I have thoughts on it, but what what are your thoughts on it? I don't know. I feel like you brought it up <clears throat> earlier when in the beginning where they talked about jumping the shark with Oliver. No, I think this is a, a shark yeah. jumping episode. It, definitely. Like, it's not even like they went. I mean, look at how much trouble they went through with the UFO episode, with the ghost episode. Yeah. With that episode where, you know, Greg and Marsha get caught fucking. Uh, oh, no, that was that was a movie. Um, but, I mean, look how much trouble they went through with other episodes. And this one, it's like, it sounds like a half-assed idea. Like, okay, so so Peter goes to school and he meets somebody looks just like him. Okay, then what? Well, well then obviously the guy comes overseas and he fool people. And then what? I don't know. Like, that's it. I don't know. I, don't know I guess he signs Peter for something and Peter didn't know about it. Right, but that won't. Wouldn't he tell Peter that? No, that's the best thing. He forgets. <laughs> okay, and then He's what? Dumber than Peter. <laughs> then what? Well, then I, I don't know. Maybe, ooh, maybe he can't make it, and so Peter has to. Ooh, Peter has to do two things at once and run around a lot. No, two deeds at once. Oh, okay. Well, couldn't couldn't he just come over and help him? He's got to babysit. It just sounds like a terrible idea. It wasn't thought out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, this isn't the first time we've had an actor pull double duty here. So if you remember, <laughs> if you remember um, when um, Alice had her cousin. Yes. Come over, <clears throat> but they weren't really, well, they were on screen a couple times together, but not really. Um, and then of course we remember the grandparents played mm-hmm. by Robert Reed and Flo Hen, <laughs> Ro Reed and Flo Hen. Yeah, Robert was way better at being a grandparent than Florin was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was kind of a, a shark jumping moment, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't very impressed with this episode. 
Like it's not Kelly's kids level, but it's it's pretty <laughs> bad. It's, it's okay. I mean, you know, it's kind of seemed like it's overplayed, but I don't know if it was overplayed back then. Over what do you mean by overplayed? Just the the story of running into someone who looks just like you and that's full people. Mm-hmm. Was that storyline overplayed back then? I don't know. Um, well, Donna Reed had just been on, so you mean Patty Duke? Patty Duke, same thing. Um, but they didn't really try to fool anybody. They just were identical cousins. Somehow, that's a thing, right? Right. I don't look anything like my cousins. That's not true. I do. The only other redhead in the entire family is a, one of my cousins. Oh, so, yeah. But we're not identical, of course. Since we both have red hair, everybody thinks we're identical. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's probably like six five, and I'm like. Five eight or whatever. <laughs> I can't tell who is who. It's like you know who you look just like. You look just like him, Conan O'Brien. Conan like, O'Brien. No, I don't. Like, I've heard it. You look just like Simon Pegg. Oh my God, you look just like Ron Weasley. <laughs> I don't. How can I look like all these people? Yeah. I don't oh, know. as long as you have red hair, I look just like them. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I hear you. With me, they're like, hey, you look just like George Burns. Like, why? Because I have gray hair? Yes, you look just like, you could be his twin. Exactly. That's an old reference. Of course, yeah. our listeners will oh, get it. They know he's old. <laughs> he's dead. Well, That's true, but he was old before he was dead. <laughs> he was old forever. Yeah. Like Betty White was. That's like Steve Martin. I don't know if he ever had hair that wasn't white. I <laughs> know. I don't remember. Remember. Yeah. Even the hair. jerk, which was like in the 70s, he still looked like he looks the same mm-hmm. age. Like. Yeah, he still looks pretty good for his age. How old is he? Like in his seventies or eighties? Probably eighties. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. He's still plucking that banjo. Mm-hmm. No. All right. You ready to get back into this? Okay. So when we left off, Peter finds out that there is a new boy at school oh, that shit. looks just like oh. him. <laughs> So they decided to have a little fun in tricking Peter's family. Oh. While doing so, fake Peter made promises that Peter has to keep. Oh, damn. So Peter is now stuck with two dates for Friday night. But using his lookalike Arthur, things will be just fine. Right? Well, it worked out when Greg had two dates and he had Peter pretend to be somebody else. Mm Mm-hmm. Works out all the time when Jack does it. Exactly. Twins, Jack, twins. right. Scene 14. The next day in the family room, Mike has gathered Carol, Alice, and Greg to discuss some things. He says, oh, first of all, I should explain that this is not an ordinary banquet honoring Mr. Phillips, right? It's a roast. You know, instead of saying nice things about the guest of honor, you know, the, uh, the speaker insulting. Alice asks, you're going to insult your own boss? <laughs> Mike says, yeah, well, humorously. Alice says, well, let's just hope he's not as much of an asshole as my boss is. <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? No. That would have been funny if she did that. Um, <laughs> no, Alice says, <laughs> well, let's just hope the next day you don't humorously show up at the unemployment office. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, while doing fucking needlepoint, says... Oh, no, Alice. Mr. Phillips has a great sense of humor. Remember back in season two when I insulted his boat and he ended up bringing (laughs) me flowers anyways? (laughs) Greg says, oh, sure. 
That's why he hired an architect like dad. (laughs) Mike rolls his eyes and says, listen, this is supposed to be a roast for my boss, not for me. (laughs) Carol asks, honey, can we hear your speech? Mike clears his throat and says, ladies and gentlemen, Carol interrupts. Oh, terrific. Mike goes on. It's only fitting that we honor Mr. Phillips tonight because Mr. Phillips has come a long way in the past 25 years. Mike gets a smirk on his face and says, the first building Mr. Phillips ever designed was so shaky that the termites had to hold hands to keep it from collapsing. (laughs) Alice starts to crack up at the joke while Carol, (laughs) with Carol just looking at her with disgust. (laughs) Mike looks over at Greg kicks him and says don't you get it greg says (laughs) sure and chuckles a little to make his dad feel better mike returns to his speech and says and the walls were so thin that if you stripped off the wallpaper you'd be in the next room (laughs) alice loses her damn mind and cracks up at the joke mike is saying carol meanwhile looks at mike with disgust and then over at alice with even more disgust Alice continues to laugh her ass off. Mike joins in with her. Alice, trying to contain her laughter, says, Gee, Mr. Brady, you're about as funny as Bob Hope and Milton Burl. Mm-hmm. Carol, sucking the fun out of the room, says, He ought to be. Those are their jokes. Mm-hmm. This makes Greg and Carol laugh their motherfucking asses off. Mike says, Well, maybe I ought to go on the road with this material after the banquet. Mm-hmm. Carol says, no, I think you want to go on the road before the banquet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Once again, Greg and Carol lose their shit at Carol jokes, poking fun at her husband. Mike, not thinking this is funny at all, just drops his hands and walks out of the room. Carol says, oh, we're only kidding. Come back, Mikey. <laughs> Aw. Sorry, I just see it as passive aggressive. <laughs> Meanwhile, Greg has his head slammed on the table from laughing so hard. First, he asks Carol for help right. to pick out a gift for Mr. Phillips. Right. She refuses and makes jokes instead. Right. Then he asks her help with the speech he has to give. Right. She refuses and makes fun of him and his speech instead. Right. To the point where he walks out. She must give one hell of a blowjob. I'm just saying. She must. That's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Greg, who sucks at architecture, is talking shit about Mike's architecture. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, apparently Mike is a way better architect than he is a roaster. See, those were pretty stupid. Like, they were, but, you know. They, they can help him out. Yeah, well, they could, yeah. If they if they put some of that energy toward roasting his boss instead of Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I don't get it. I don't know. Scene 15. <laughs> Upstairs in the girls' room, Marsha does what she does best and sits in front of the mirror, brushing her hair. Peter just walks in without knocking and says, Hi, Marcia. How's my favorite sister? Jen, overhearing this, says, Of course she is. Fuck you, Peter Brady. 
and then runs off out of the room. <laughs> no, she she wouldn't even in there. Marsha looks at Peter and says, suspicious? I'm only your favorite sister when you want something. Peter asks, what can I possibly want? I'm just a loving brother who's willing to pay his loving sister's way into a movie tonight. That's what he wants. <laughs> and I'll even let her bring Jan, Bobby, Cindy, and Oliver with her. Marsha, continuing to brush her hair, says, no thanks. Peter says, you don't have to answer me so fast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chill down, baby. You ain't got to answer so fast. What do you think about it? Think it over. Marsha says, I've already got a date, Peter. Greg has two. And it's not me. It's 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 a lamp. Lamp a mirror. Yeah, that's her name. Lamp mirror. <laughs> no. <laughs> now Marsha Marcia goes on. And besides, you don't have to worry about us butting in on your date with Pamela. Marsha gets up from her vanity and walks out of the room. Just then, Jan comes walking out of the bathroom dressed as a farmer along with a towel for some reason. <laughs> she stole that, that shirt from Pizza Hut. <laughs> Peter spots her and says, hi, Jan. How's my favorite sister? Jan says, I already heard. So you can stop slicing the bologna. What? You know, giving her bologna. Like, That's like the second bologna. bologna reference they've had this season. <laughs> <laughs> Peter crosses his arms and says, I suppose you got a date too. Jan smiles and says, yeah, to take Bobby, Cindy, and Oliver to a movie. Oh, man. If you're really paying. Oh. Peter lights up and says, I'm paying. Thanks. So the line, I already have a date through me. From Marsha? Yeah, because there's no reference. Like, you know what I mean? There's no point of reference with it yet. And she's like, I already have a date. Like, so my thought was like, does she really think her brother's going to ask her out? Is no. she that arrogant? No, you already said, um, how would you like to take the kids out to a movie? Oh, Friday oh night? I must have missed that part. She's like, I already have a date. <laughs> okay. She just, oh. it's her go-to thing. Anytime a guy says hi. Hey, Marsha, I already have a date. <laughs> and I put down Jan back to wearing old guy clothes. <laughs> yeah. So interesting how willing uh, Jan is to help out Peter. Almost as if she wants something from him. Oh, man. Hmm. Hmm. Something uh, baloney-ish. <laughs> so at this point in the story, I didn't know what was going on I yet. Didn't either, so yeah. I was they like, did a terrible job of explaining. Yeah. So I had no idea why he wants his siblings to go to a movie. I was like, I don't understand. Why is he trying to kick him out? Right, right. I couldn't figure out why. And so I was just like, what is he up to? So... I guess we find out in the next scene. So. Mm-hmm. He wants to get down. Get down. Mm-hmm. Get down. All right. <clears throat> scene 16. Down in the backyard, Peter talks with Cindy, Bobby, and Oliver at the swing set. Cindy says, sorry, Pete. We want to stay home and watch TV tonight. Hmm. Peter says, but there's a really good movie playing. Bobby hanging upside down from the swing set. Shocking. <laughs> We might change our minds if the movie included certain other things. Oh, shit. Like monkeys. Mm-hmm. And then he makes monkey noises. <laughs> well, I don't understand. Like what? <laughs> That's how he does it. Yeah. Cindy agrees. Yeah. 
certain other things. Oliver says, I'm with them. Peter says, I said I was buying the tickets. Bobby says, well, watching a movie without popcorn could be short. Well, watching a movie without popcorn could be pure torture. Um, I agree with Bobby on this. And you know Bobby and popcorn. Oh, he loves his popcorn. <laughs> He's man. always eating It popcorn. saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy adds, the worst kind. <laughs> Peter says, okay, I'll throw in the popcorn. Oliver negotiates with butter. Oh, damn. Peter says, with butter. Bobby dismounts off the swing set, scratches himself and says, <laughs> well, you got to have something to wash it down with. Right, you guys? Hmm. They both agree. Oliver says, yeah, you can't just let it stick there. Ass. <laughs> Peter says, okay, you can have ice cream too. Bobby says, ice cream? What the fuck? You don't wash it down with ice cream? <laughs> Who does that? Who washes it down with ice cream? What is wrong with you, Peter? You seem like way off today. <laughs> Bobby says, ice cream? Thanks for reminding me. I meant soda pop. Peter gets frustrated, saying, man, compared to you three, Jesse James was a, a choir boy. Oh, shit. He then walks off. Oh, oh, in a huff. Oliver pats Bobby on the back for a job well done. Damn, I can't believe he dissed Jesse James right in front of Bobby. Dang. I bet he felt, I bet he f- fucking felt good, I bet too. he did. I mean, he walked away going, yeah, that was, that was some shit. <laughs> Yeah. It's like disrespecting George Washington and Peter. He's it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck, what can I say? I don't really want to get under his skin. Jesse James is a fucking loser. Oh, that's, like, that. that's like going to the whole Brady family and be like, you know, I thought Benedict Arnold was kind of a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought it was like, I would vote for him. Like, What? <laughs> Um, <laughs> so wait, what doesn't popcorn come with butter? Like what the fuck? Like, well, remember back in the day, if you wanted popcorn to cost extra, I mean, if you want a butter it cost extra, so you'd have to say butter with popcorn. Now they just have the butter machine and, uh, thank Lord baby Jesus. They started doing that because <laughs> I love the butter on popcorn. I also, I have to get there extra early just to make sure I get all the butter and all the popcorn. I hate popcorn. <sighs> I've eaten it as a kid before, obviously, but just as I got older, I'm like, why am I eating this shit? It's so gross. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Nobody's ever referred to popcorn as gross. Yeah, it's just, I hate the smell. I hate the taste. Oh, I hate how it gets stuck in your teeth and shit. Like, I hate it. That's annoying, but you know. Like, why would you get popcorn at the movies when you get nachos at the movies? It's just, fuck popcorn. <laughs> I'll punch every popcorn in the yeah. face. And then everybody, and I've said this before, and I know you've heard it a thousand times, everybody eats it like they're a fucking horse. Like, nobody knows how to eat popcorn like a person. I do. I eat one at a time. One at a time. But you know what I mean? People shovel it in their mouth. Like, yeah. like come on. You ate before. You you ate some point today, right? Like, you ain't that hungry. You've eaten before, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God. <laughs> yeah. Scene 17. Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Down in the kitchen, Peter stands in front of the open fridge with Alice. Alice says, okay, you got sandwiches, fresh fruit, what's left of the pies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pudding, uh, three kinds of soft drinks, oh, and some mixed nuts. Do you think you and Pamela can struggle along on that? Peter says, 
Machines chocolate nuts. <laughs> oh, she ain't gonna be having them nuts. <laughs> now Peter says that should be enough for a light snack. Alice then pretends to choke the boy right where he stands. Peter chuckles and says, "Thanks, Alice." Alice says, "You're welcome." If you and Pamela need me, I'll be in my room watching the early show, the late show, and whatever comes on in between. <laughs> Peter says, "Good." I mean. I'm sure we won't need anything. Alice says, okay. And then walks out of the room. It would have been funny if Peter was like, she's going to bring the pie and I'm going to bring the nuts. <laughs> he's like, you know what I'm saying? And smacks Alice on the ass and walks out of the room. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hell yeah, it'd be awesome. If you just had this confidence all of a sudden out of nowhere, that'd just be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my only note is, so I, okay, I take it this is why he wanted them to go to the movies. Yeah. So Does he, he think he's going to score? Oh, no. It's because he's got two days. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I put, I'm starting to piece this together. <laughs> so Pamela is coming to the house for the date. Okay. Yeah. And Alice is willing to wait on them during the date. Well, no. She's like, this is all the shit you got in the fridge. Don't bug me. I'm going to be watching TV. <laughs> yeah. She says, if you need anything, let me know. Well, need anything like me to put a fire out or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to chase off a burglar or if she throws up all over the floor or something, but anything beyond that, no, I'm in there watching the early show and the late show and mm. everything in between. And everything in between. I was like, but damn, what kind of a date that would be? Like, oh yeah, I'll just have my maid. Do you want some lemonade or something? Um, Alice? <laughs> a little bell. <laughs> damn, she would for sure, he'd for sure get laid that night. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 18. Just then, Mike and Carol are coming down the stairs all dressed up, mm. carrying a present to go to Mr. Phillips' banquet. Mike calls out for Peter. Peter walks into the living room. Carol says, Peter, aren't you going to change? Mr. Phillips will be dropping Pamela off soon. Peter says, oh, don't worry, Mom. I will be ready. Oh, shit. If you catch what I'm saying. Oh, and I think you can. Hell yeah. <sighs> I'll be sucking blood while she's... No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> As Mike helps his wife put on her thick coat with fur cuffs and collar on, he says, well, have a nice time, son. <laughs> Peter smiles and says, I know I will, dad. No, he would say, um, I know I will. I hope Pamela does too. And then chuckles. Mike looks at his son with some concern and asks, you're not planning anything weird, are you, son? <laughs> no, he is. <laughs> yeah, but he, he probably should have. <laughs> he probably should have. Yeah. Carol says, well, good night, Peter. Peter waves goodbye to them as they walk out the door. <laughs> you know that, that package is Carol's purse. She's going to open it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you finally took the time to get a present from Mr. Phillips. I mean, I have been so stressed or working on the speech, doing all this. Would you get him anyway? I can get him a gift. This is just my purse. I'm going to take all the stuff out of my old purse in the car. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? Oh my God. That would be awesome. <laughs> I just got him a card. Oh, hold on. All right. <clears throat> got a long one here. Right. <laughs> so funny. Scene 19. 
<laughs> a bit later, the doorbell rings. Peter answers it, and standing there is Pamela. Mm. She says in a sultry, sexy tone, Hi, I'm Pam Phillips. Oh, shit. Peter says, Hi, I'm Peter Brady. Come on in. Pamela enters the house. Did you notice that's how she said it? She was like, hi, I'm Pamela Phillips. Like, it was like really like, anyway. Uh, Pamela enters the house. Peter says, it's nice meeting you. Pam says, you too. Thanks for having me over. Peter says, that's okay. You want to listen to some records? Pam smiles and says, sure, I'd love to. Peter says, the record player is back in the family room. As they walk towards the family room, the phone rings. Peter tells Pam, uh, straight through the kitchen. I'll be right there with you. Pam smiles and says, okay. Hmm. So far, so good. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. Peter walks over and answers the phone. He says, hello. Arthur on the other end says, hi, Peter. It's me, Arthur. Peter exclaims, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> You're supposed to be here. <laughs> Arthur says, I'm still at home. I'm going to be a little late. Peter says, well, Pam just arrived, and I'm supposed to pick up Michelle in a half hour. Arthur says, look, I can't leave my kid sister until my folks get home. Peter asks, well, how long will that be? <laughs> Arthur says, I'm not sure. Peter says, well, get here as fast as you can. <laughs> I'll call Michelle and stall her. Peter hangs up the phone with Arthur. And calls Michelle. I like how he specified that he's at home. Like, cell phones haven't been invented yet. Obviously, you're at home. Like, Where are you? Seems like a weird question back then. Yeah, right? <sighs> but just as he's dialing the phone, the doorbell rings. Peter hangs the phone up and goes over to the door and opens it. And wouldn't you know it, it's Michelle at the door. Ah. Michelle says, hi, Peter. Surprise. Michelle stands in the doorway dressed like little Bo Peep. Complete with parasol and all. Peter freaks out and shouts, Michelle! And then slams the door on her. <laughs> Michelle knocks on the door. Peter opens it up again and she says, What kind of welcome do you call that? Peter steps outside and shuts the door as he says, uh, Sorry, it's just that surprises just have a tendency to surprise me. Shocking. <laughs> what are you doing here? Michelle says, My brother dropped me off to save you a trip. I thought it was very thoughtful. Peter sarcastically says, yeah, very. Jeez. Michelle looks at Peter and asks, where's your costume? Peter says, oh, it's right inside. I'll go put it on. Peter then runs into the house and slams the door on Michelle. <laughs> Michelle bangs on the door once again. Peter opens up the door as she asks, Peter, aren't you going to let me in? Peter says, oh, yeah, come on in. Pamela, or I mean Michelle, steps inside, <laughs> closes her parasol. Peter says, uh, my costume is right in here. He runs to the closet by the front door, opens it up, and grabs his costume. He says, I'll put it on. You wait here in the living room. You can watch TV while you're waiting. Michelle stops and sets her things down on the couch as she tells him not to be long. Peter shouts, don't sit there. The view is much better from over here. He pulls her over to one of the chairs in the living room instead. As she sits in one of the chairs, Peter walks over to the TV and says, Oh, there's a great movie on TV. You'll love it. But don't move. But don't move out of that seat. <laughs> You're dying on me. 
Michelle asks, why not? Peter says, I just wouldn't want you to miss any of the movie, that's all. Be right back. Peter then runs off to the kitchen. Michelle is left puzzled as she shakes her head and watches the movie Peter had put on for her. Hmm. It would have been funny if Michelle was like, what if I have to go potty? <laughs> I was like, do you? No. Then just sit there. <laughs> I forgot that it was a costume party because it's just one little short thing in the episode. It's like, oh, by the way, it's a costume party. Bye. And I'm like, what the fuck is she wearing? Like, why does she have an umbrella? What is she doing? So that kind of threw me. I did, me too. Because plus it had been a day since I've continued on right. from working on the synopsis. And I was like, why is she wearing that? Like, what is going on? <laughs> so I was a bit confused. If he's just entertaining the girl from Mike's office and it's not a date. Right. So why can't just all three of them hang out? You know what I mean? Like, but it is a date with Michelle. He doesn't want some well, other true. chick straggling along. That's true. I guess. Yeah. Um, also, that was, what is a youth playing? again? <laughs> so, Where's Mr. Frilly through all this? Sorry. He's he's looking through the window. You don't see they haven't shown him yet. Never mind what I'm doing. What are they doing? <laughs> he's just making faces like like sucking his cheeks in. Like <laughs> <laughs> Scene 20. As Peter runs into the kitchen, he stops and drops his costume off in the broom closet. Hmm. He adjusts himself and casually walks into the family room where Pamela is. As he walks in, he says, hi, sorry it took so long. Somebody came to the front door after the phone. You know, salesman. <laughs> As he says this, Peter shuts all the blinds that look into the kitchen and into the living room. Pamela asks, Peter, what are you doing? Peter says, it's to close out a draft. I just got over a cold. He then fake coughs and puts a record on. As the music plays, Peter asks, how's that? Pamela says, super, let's dance. <laughs> she then gets up and walks over to Peter and begins to dance. Peter, they kind of dance like they were on uh, The Sims. That's kind of how they were dancing. <laughs> um, Peter joins in and then fakes it, an injury to his knee. He shouts, oh, Pamela asks, what's the matter? Peter says, my knee, it's an old football injury. I better go take a look at it. Hmm. Pamela says, well, let me help you. Peter shouts, no, no, uh, I mean, I just met you. I wouldn't <laughs> let you look at my naked knee. Hmm. Peter then limps his way into the kitchen. Hmm. 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 Naked knee. Um, I didn't know that broom closet was there. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know that. I was like, oh, cool, it's a closet. And also, the fuck kind of dancing was that? Like, <laughs> it's a Sims dance, apparently. Yeah. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Scene 20. It's 21. As the William Tell Overture plays, Peter runs back to the broom closet, retrieves his costume, and puts it on as fast as he can. Meanwhile, Michelle still sits in the living room watching a movie as Pamela sits in the family room listening to a record. As Peter gets more dressed as Dracula, Pamela is getting more irritated at her date, mm. as well as Michelle in the living room. Oh. Just as Peter puts on the final touch of his costume, the fang teeth, he brings his cape up and runs into the living room. Mm. As he runs out of the kitchen, Alice walks in. She walks over to the fridge to grab a snack. So I guess you could say in this scene that Dracula came out of the closet. 
<laughs> Guess so. Yeah. And also, um, Michelle doesn't hear the record player playing. Apparently, it's they can house. hear. Yeah, but they can hear Greg blowing a whistle from Greg's attic room <laughs> all the way down to like the family room. But they can't hear a record player playing from the family room to the living room. Well, she got the TV on in the living room too. Well, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Scene a twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Peter then runs up on Michelle dressed as Dracula, kneels down beside her, and says in an accent, "Good evening. I want to bite your neck." <laughs> you know, because Dracula says that. I want to bite your neck. It's like, it's huh, suck your blood. That's just the thing. This the thing. <laughs> Michelle laughs and says, "That's really neat, Peter." You make a fantastic Dracula. Hmm. Michelle then stands up and says, let's go now, huh? Peter jumps up and says, oh, well, what's the hurry? Peter says in a Dracula accent, let's have a glass of blood. He then (laughs) giggles at his own awkward joke. Michelle, not seeing the humor, just stands there. Peter says, "Uh, I'll go get us a cold drink. And he runs off again, leaving Michelle disappointed and confused. She sits back down with a big sigh. Yeah, that's my only notice. I didn't realize Dracula said, I want to bite your neck. Yeah, that's what that's how you quote Dracula. I want to bite your neck. He's like, Ooh, I can't have blood from your arm or from your torso. It's gotta be from your neck. Like, no. That's what he's always done. It's from the juggler vein. That's when it tastes the best. <laughs> it's like, why don't so you stop hurt. knocking it till you try it, Jimmy? <laughs> Why are you being racist against Dracula? Damn. Damn. Scene 23. As Peter runs back into the kitchen in full Dracula costume, Alice asks, Peter, what is that? (laughs) Peter whispers, I'll explain later, Alice. Right now, I need a bottle of pop. Alice is like, what the fuck is that? We're in California. You mean soda, right? (laughs) Fucking pop. Get out of here with that shit. (laughs) Alice says, just remember to get back in your box of dirt by dawn. (laughs) As Alice gets the pop for Peter, he quickly changes out of his costume. Meanwhile, Pamela in the living room is losing patience. She gets up and walks towards the kitchen door. As she's about to walk through it, Peter pushes on the door, (laughs) which throws her back (laughs) a few feet and says, stay in there, Pamela. Damn. (laughs) This knee is pretty messy sight. Pamela asks through the door, are you okay? Peter, while still trying to change quickly, says, I'll pull through. I'll be okay. Uh, I'll be right there. Pamela just shakes her head and sits back down in the family room. Meanwhile, Peter races and throws his costume back in the broom closet and heads back into the family room to join Pamela. So one thing I realized watching this scene, right? Yeah. Is... uh, there was an episode, I can't remember what episode it was, but they did a weird shot where the camera was in the kitchen on the other side of the counter, looking in the direction of the oven, but out into the living room. Yeah. Right? And you could clearly see the living room from the kitchen. Yeah. So if, if this was true, she would see Peter changing in the kitchen. It's right there. Like Yeah, but he's off to the right. I mean, if you're looking from the kitchen, I mean, from the living room point of view. Well, he was he was in front of the refrigerator, like closer to the table. I think it's a little more to the right. I think you'd be able to see it. Mm, okay. 
Um, but also pop is what they call it in Illinois. When I first moved up there, yeah. somebody's like, you want a pop? I'm like, are you going to hit me? Like what? <laughs> what? What is it? What is that? Is it's that like candy? A mid, it's a Midwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like pop rocks? Like what? The, <laughs> and they're like, no, like, you know, pop, like Coke. I'm like, oh, you mean soda? <laughs> right. <laughs> or just Coke? People down here, like just call it Coke. Like I think they call everything Coke. <laughs> yeah. Pop. Hmm. What? A pop is opposite of mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Scene 24. As Peter walks back into the family room, he says, all right, I'm back. Pamela looks at him in shock and asks, Peter, your hair. Mm-hmm. Peter confused says, my hair. He reaches up and feels and says, oh, my hair. Peter notices that he forgot to take off the Dracula wig. <sighs> Peter. Peter thinks quick on his feet and says, it's just a little joke. I'm always making jokes. Hmm. He pulls off the wig and asks, how about a cold drink? Pam says, well, I really don't feel. But Peter cuts her off and says, swell, be right back. He then runs out of the room and into the kitchen. Pamela just rolls her eyes and continues reading a magazine. Hmm. Yeah, at this point, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, you need to pick up the storyline a little bit. This is fucking boring. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is kind of dumb. Yeah, um, I remember thinking similarly. Yeah, like, uh, going like, and if he wants to go back in eleven, he's got to fucking change again. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, oh. it's gonna take too long. Yeah, at this point, I was getting bored with this. So. <clears throat> Scene at twenty-five. Peter races into the kitchen and into the broom closet to fetch the rest of his costume. As he hurries to put it back on, Alice peeks out of her doorway and spots Peter changing in such a hurry and falling all over himself as he does so. Once he gets his fangs in, he races back out in the living room, but not before turning back to grab the ice cold pop <laughs> off the counter and then runs off. Hmm. This is the most clever story. Like, so, so yeah. he has two dates and he's in a hurry. <laughs> he's going That's back it. and forth. He's, That's it. He's going That's back it. and forth. <laughs> he's got, I don't think you're understanding the storyline. So he's got one date. In the living room. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, right. He's got another date in the family room. Right. But Jimmy, here's where Other you're confused. Other side of the house. Here's where you're confused. Right. They don't know about each other. They don't. And one of them, one of them is expecting him to be Dracula. And the other one isn't. It's, I just opened my mouth and out of came. But both are expecting him to be present. Yeah. And he's yeah. not. No. At all, like it's the wacky shenanigans. It's the wacky shenanigans. shenanigans. Hundred percent shenanigans. Oh, they were showing off when they wrote this one. They were. All right, scene twenty six. Hopefully, we'll have more of the. I hope they keep this going for like an hour <laughs> because I just I can't get enough of him running back and forth and changing. <laughs> he has to change into Dracula. Yeah, especially time. for like half the episode. This is genius. <sighs> I mean, I could watch this like a special of him just changing. (laughs) Scene uh, 26. Once he arrives back in the living room where Michelle is still sitting watching the movie, he announces, my dear, Count Dracula has returned. As Peter hands her the soda, Michelle says, Peter, I don't want to miss out on the party. Peter says, don't worry. I'll be going on for hours. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll be going on for hours. Kind of like me changing and running back and forth. It's kind of like that. 
Just then the doorbell rings. <laughs> Peter then jumps up and says, on the other hand, let's leave right after I get the door. <laughs> Peter walks over to answer the door. Michelle says, Peter, you're acting kind of weird. Peter turns to her and says with an accent, us vampires are supposed to be weird. <laughs> Michelle sits there with a look of confusion. Peter opens the door and Arthur is standing on the other side. He says, hi, <laughs> Peter. St Peter steps outside and shuts the door. He says, boy, am I glad to see you go around back and come in like you did last time. Arthur asks, you mean where the kids were playing checkers? Peter says, right. Pamela is in there. Keep her entertained and I'll meet you out back in a couple of hours. Arthur says, gotcha. Peter reminds him and take off your glasses. Arthur says, right, and walks off as he takes off his glasses. Hmm. Peter walks back into the house and says, it was just the Girl Scouts selling cookies. <laughs> Michelle stands up and asks, um, can we go now, please? Peter says, sure. Let me just get the tickets in my wallet. Peter walks off and Michelle just rolls her eyes as she sits down again. Hmm. So... Why would he not have his wallet? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how about you, but I put my wallet in my pocket when I wake up. Like, literally, when I put my, because I don't leave the room without pants on or a shirt on. I'm one of those weirdos that have to be fully dressed. But when I wake up, I put everything in my pockets and then I take them out of my pockets when I go to bed at night. So I don't leave my room without so, my wallet. So when you wake up in the morning, let's say it's a Saturday, you got nowhere to be. Okay. It's a Saturday, I have nowhere, nowhere to be. To be. And when you wake up, you get dressed. Right. And you put your wallet in your pocket and you yep. carry it in your pocket all day long, even though you're not going anywhere. Right. Ew. Because if I do go somewhere, I'm going to need my wallet. I got you, but... I mean, you see what I wear around the house. I don't really have my wallets in my room. Yeah, I, I always have my wallet in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Scene 27. Back in the family room... Pamela is at the record player watching the record go roundy, roundy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur walks in from behind her and says, hi. Pamela looks around and says, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and wonders where he came from. She says, but, but you just went that way. Arthur says, well, it's bad luck to enter a room the same way you went out. It's an old superstition. Pamela says, well, I've never heard of it. Arthur says, well, that shows you how old it is. <laughs> Arthur, you just moved here, bitch. You don't fucking know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Arthur looks at the record player and then asks, you want to dance? They both begin to dance and move around the family room. Pamela looks down and asks, uh, is your knee okay? Arthur says, sure. Why? Pamela asks, well, I thought you heard it playing football. Arthur asks, whatever gave you that idea? What? <laughs> No, you don't even like, no, I don't even play football. Like, who nice. told you that? Where are you getting this information from? <laughs> I just got here. I just moved to this area. Oh, just then Mike and Carol come walking in from the backyard, returning from the event. Arthur sees this and immediately turns his back to them. Mike says, hi, kids. Carol says, we're Peter's parents. Pam still dancing says, I'm Pamela. <laughs> And Mike says, well, we'll get right out of your way. I forgot the notes from my speech. Mike and Carol walk out of the family room and into the kitchen. 
Why did Arthur turn his back to Mike and Carol? I don't know. Because maybe they'll figure it out. But I mean, they've already established that they can they can't tell the difference between him and Peter. Not the parents, though. Yeah. When did he meet? When did Arthur meet his parents? When Arthur said that he would go on a date with this girl. Oh, that's just yelling from the living room. Uh-huh. I don't know. Scene. 28. Man, there's a lot of scenes in this one. There Holy was crap. a lot. Yeah. As they walk through the living room, Carol says, she's cute, isn't she? <laughs> Mike smiles and says, yeah. <laughs> As they continue on through the living room, they stop dead in their tracks. They spot Michelle still sitting in the chair watching the movie on TV. They walk over as Carol says, hello. Michelle stands up and says, oh, hi. Mike says, I don't think we've met. Michelle smiles and says, I'm Michelle. Are you Peter's parents? Carol says, that's right. Michelle says, I have a date with Peter tonight. Carol, a little confused, asks, Peter Brady? Oh, damn. Michelle says, that's right. We're going to a costume party. Just then, Peter, dressed up as Dracula, comes running down the stairs. Mike and Carol look over in shock. Peter stops in his tracks, and with his fangs in his mouth, he simply says, Hi. No, he goes, hi. <laughs> Carol says, Mike, I'm seeing double. Peter says, I guess I better start from the beginning. Carol says, yes. A very good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> when we read, we begin with ABC. Yeah. <laughs> now she says, yes. Especially for those of us who come in after the picture started. Came in after the picture. Same thing. <laughs> so after the picture started, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, you know, as if like he's doing a performance or he's in a movie, he's like doing all this stuff. And it's like, uh, maybe I should explain what's going on. Like, yeah, especially for those of us who just got here. You know, we have no idea say, what's going on. Let's just say those of us who got here. Anyways, um, Michelle seems so polite. Mm-hmm. She seems polite, but like only around the parents, you know? Mm, no, yeah. like I feel like once Peter gets her alone, she's gonna be. You mean you know. like when the cat's away, the mice will play? Kind of? <laughs> Hell yeah! She looks naughty, yeah. and she's naughty. A child, I shouldn't say anything. Yeah. Scene twenty nine. Okay, so time passes, and Peter is telling the story of him and Arthur to both girls and Carol, but not Mike. No, not Mike. Mike don't want to hear it. Mike's like, I got to find my cards. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Peter says, well, it was Arthur who made the date with Pamela in the first place, and Arthur kept his date with Pamela in the second place. So what's the harm? Carol gets mad and says, the harm is in the third place. Oh, damn. I mean, you tried to put one over on Pamela. Hell yeah. Pamela says, I don't mind. Oh. She says, I don't mind, Mrs. Brady. She looks at Arthur and says, I'm really glad it worked out this way. Hmm. Arthur smiles. Pam goes on, Arthur likes to dance and he's got two good knees. Michelle smiles and says, I don't mind either. I'm flattered to know that Peter would go through all this trouble just to keep our date. Carol says, oh, well, as long as everybody's happy, I guess that's all that counts. Pam so wants to have a threesome. <laughs> 100% she does. Really, I was kind of thinking maybe it would be more Michelle thing. I don't know. Pam looked really enthusiastic. 
Hmm. She's like, he's, you know, physically in shape, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he's got two good knees. Two good knees catch to it. be on. Yeah. Hell to the air. Hmm. <clears throat> it's like Dracula sucks, but Peter don't, if you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> she's like that. All right. Scene 30. I think this might be the first time we've ever had 30. <laughs> we've never had 30 scenes. The next morning, Alice is cooking up some breakfast for the family when Carol walks in. And Pamela came in, too. She started walking. <laughs> She walks in wearing one of Peter's shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait, Michelle did. Sorry. Sorry. Pamela went out with Arthur. Alice greets Carol, and Carol says, good morning, Alice. Alice says, did you have a nice evening? Carol says, oh, it was fun. How about you? Alice says, well, not so fun. Seeing Peter in that Dracula outfit made me have a horrible dream. <laughs> Carol, while pouring herself a cup of coffee, says, oh, I'm sorry, Alice. What was the dream about? Alice says, well, first I dreamed that I was carried off by Dracula. You dreamed? Dreamed? I thought dreamed was, like, I dreamed? guess dreamed. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've always said dreamed, but okay. Well, you say like dreamt. Something like that. I don't know. Well, first I dreamed <laughs> I was carried off by Dracula. Then I was carried off by a wolfman. <laughs> then I was carried off by Frankenstein's monster. Carol says, oh, Alice, that is horrible. Alice says... Well, that wasn't the horrible part. Carol asks, what was the horrible part? <laughs> Alice says, not one of them proposed. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> Carol just rolls her eyes and they both laugh. <laughs> so is she just not engaged with Sam anymore? I like, guess not. I don't get it. Maybe it's one of those things where she's just like, he ain't serious. Until <laughs> he gets serious, I'm like, I'm just going to keep looking. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Well, that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. That was kind of dull. It was dull. It was, it was oh, a little repetitive. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I have an email to read. Uh, okay. <laughs> So we had a good day. Don't worry. Okay, so this one comes to us from uh, Jimmy the Mule. Oh, I thought they were calling me the Mule. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm not going to ask where you got that nickname, but you know, when you call Jimmy the Mule, you just don't ask. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't ask. Yeah, lying. Hey, don't worry about it, is what he says. So he says, hey, Dak and Jimmy, how you doing? No, he didn't say <laughs> Have you ever heard this parody song? They drive me Brady. Here's a link. It's pretty funny. Love your show. You can find it on YouTube too. Just search. They drive me Brady by fine young cannibals. Yeah. She drives me crazy. So the notes is locked up. I'm trying to, but, uh, let's check it out. Now look, fellas, Marsha, Jan, and Cindy are all part of our family. Here's the story <laughs> of sitcom life. Greg's going to be famous. Makes the husband. Greg, I want to see you in my den. Carol's the wife. You know, I think kids today are too grown up to get involved in such childish behavior. TV's favorite family. Lawrence Henderson has personality. Greg. Peter Bobby Greg 
Marsha, Cindy, Jan. Jimmy and the Stance. Huh? Stance. Sam. They drive me crazy. Wow. Three boys, three girls. They drive me crazy. The youngest one in curls. Alice, could you get us some tea, please? Oh. Tea and cookies coming right up. <laughs> that's that's interesting. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that sounds like it would be like in a morning zoo parody thing or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes. That way you guys can <laughs> yeah. listen to it. Listen to it. To it. All right. Well, Jimmy the Mule, we appreciate that. We do, yeah. And I mean, we really appreciate, you know, like you don't we don't want to sleep with the fishes, you know. <laughs> so thank you so much. So we get another email. Okay. From our good old friend Gabby. Oh. Yeah, you remember her. All right. She says, Hey Tech and Jimmy. Hi. I listened to the latest show last night. Okay. The show you had Eric on. Yeah. I laughed so hard. <laughs> what a great show. I know he didn't say too much, but when he did, it had me in tears. Uh, Eric's just, he's one of these people, man. He's just in, just, it's in his soul. You know what I mean? Just be funny. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I listen to you guys at night. Hell yeah. <laughs> Last night I woke up my husband because I was laughing so much. <laughs> he asked what I was listening to. I told him he should listen to you guys too. You and Jimmy were hysterical to Eric's straight man. <laughs> you make a good trio. <laughs> I will have to check out your old podcast. I think I have I think I have heard Eric on Twisted Ten. I listened to that once in a while. I loved his comments on the Oliver Kid, mostly the <laughs> organ harvesting. Yeah, the demon kid. <laughs> the Antichrist. <laughs> and the kid being a serial murderer. <laughs> I have a dark sense of humor like that too. So it just made me laugh. And the tiki music was great. <laughs> really good show. Three exclamations. Nice. With the country outside of Florida in a fucking free fall, that laugh is needed. Mm-hmm. You guys rock. That show was so damn funny. Keep up the good work. You guys probably don't get how much the laughs with no politics involved is needed across <laughs> the states. More now than ever. I appreciate you and Jimmy and have Eric on again. The side comments were hysterical. <laughs> is she from Florida? Um, I don't know. Hmm. But thanks, Gabby. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll definitely pass that on to Eric. Um, mm-hmm. Eric, yeah, Eric, like I said, Eric's just a really funny guy. He really is. Um, <laughs> he's always been that way as long as we've known him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of something he would do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's like he he's never off. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. And he's so funny that when Eric does get serious, like it's like. Like you're almost waiting for the punchline. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is going to be good. And he's like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. For Jimmy the Mule and Gabby, we appreciate you. We love to hear from you guys. And we had fun here today. We did. Mm-hmm. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not uh, racist or sexist. Unless you want us to be. Mm. Yeah. Unless you want us to be. So Gabby's probably laying in bed right now. Unless you want us to be. Sorry. <laughs> You know, Gabby, you remind me of an interview I saw with um, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Where she took a Toblerone chocolate bar mm-hmm. and 
stuck it in the in the butt cheeks of her boyfriend at the time. <laughs> yeah. And then she went to sleep because I guess she thought that he would wake up thinking he put his pants. <laughs> well, the next morning, she said, was a particularly rushed morning. So he just gets up. He woke up late. His alarm didn't go off. Woke up, put on his, his suit for the office and ran out the door. Totally missing that <laughs> he had slept with a Toblerone in his butt cheeks. And then came home early from work thinking that he crapped his pants. So I think she should try that with her with her husband to see if it actually works. Because I'm calling sure. bullshit. I think you'd be able to feel it. Yeah, I had a few questions about yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. first of all, Kate Beckinsale's husband works at an office? No, it was her boyfriend at the time. I don't think she's married. Well, anyway, her significant other just works at an office? Apparently. I don't know. That's true. Nobody works in an office ever. Like, <laughs> no. like people work in offices. Okay. <laughs> no, I just mean like, this is before she's like famous and stuff. And like, no, she can, she, she's a woman of the 2000s. She can date whoever she wants. She don't need no man to just for her. I know. That's my point. Yeah. Her man can just like work at home. So it's like Kathy Ireland, the supermodel from like the nineties. <laughs> yeah. She married her plumber. He yep. came over to fix her sink, and they started talking. They really hit it off, so she's married to a plumber. I like stories like that where real people, you know? It's like some of these like really hot like actresses, and they look at their husbands, and they look like you and me. Yeah. I'm just like, you go, you. What's wrong with me and you? <laughs> but, I mean, but anyways, we're getting, you go, off, boy. We're getting off track. But, yeah, you'd be able to feel that. There's no way, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I yeah. think, because I'm calling bullshit, and yeah. you are too. So, Gabby, your, your mission. Yes, his, it doesn't have to be a Toblerone, you know, because copyright or whatever. So we can use like a Hershey Kiss, right? Or maybe break off a little square of a Hershey bar and just, just kind of slide it in, you know? Yeah. Slide it in a little bit. And, Tootsie roll. And bring us and, and let us know if it works. Yeah. Because you know she's laying there right now thinking about it. And she's looking <laughs> over her husband or whatever and like, it's happening. He probably sleeps on his side. If he sleeps on his side, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you know she has, cho- I mean, you know she got chocolate stashed around. Because <laughs> my wife does, my daughter does, I think every girl does. It's like a thing. Oh, oh, yeah. So It is like a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Gabby, that's your mission if you choose to accept it. <laughs> and let us know if it works. Yep. Keep us informed. Unless her husband starts listening to this. If her husband starts listening, it's like, what? We, didn't, we, never, we never said that. She's crazy. Like, Gabby's crazy. I don't know what she no. I don't even know who oh, that is. No, we were saying that we're going to try it on, on each other. My lawn guy. Lawn guy. Yeah. Right? Plumber. Yeah. Tim. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, all right. So we would personally like to thank our producers. Yes. Um, you know, not just the normal thank you, but also some of you pitched in some questions um, mm-hmm. for Robert, the interview. Yeah, Robert, Mindy. Yeah, and so we want to we want to thank you and appreciate Jill. that, Jill. You. Um, so yeah, we thank you for that, and also uh, we have to give a special shout out to um, Jenny and Jim, mm-hmm. original OPs that took a chance on us. But all of you guys are are amazing. But we always give them a shout out because they're the ones that started it all. Indeed. So uh, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to hand out some homework assignments. I don't want to hear it. Gabby, you especially got to do it. All right. So the first one is go check out the website. No, 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 no. No. The first one is to stick chocolate in the butt cheeks of your significant <laughs> other. It's only for Gabby. Well, you guys can do it too if you want. Yeah. 
But uh, the second one is <laughs> go check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Castbox or wherever you get your podcast from. Tell two friends about the show. Yes. And if you don't like it, tell your somebody who looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at averybradypodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversations and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram and see what our mugs look like at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Go check out the network at theretronetwork.com. Check out the T public store for merch. Link is in the description of this. And every episode. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, go out there and watch the Brady Bunch. And Jimmy is going to tell you what episode you should watch next. But I can't. It's top secret. Oh, oh that's just the episode. Title. That's the name of the episode. On the next episode, season five, episode 19, top secret. After Mike gets a visit from an FBI agent and Sam comes to him with some secret plans, Bobby and Oliver believe that Sam... It's a spy. Oh, so Sam is here still around. No. Sam the butcher, Jimmy the mule. Mm -hmm. Apparently he's giving the meat to customers and not to Alice, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's okay, though. Yeah. It's his loss. Whatever. I mean, what what the fuck ever? I mean, she just takes care of a house and works her ass off and everything. And what does she ask in return for him to not get fucking bowling balls for fucking engagement gifts or whatever? Yeah. Whatever, that's cool. You know, if she if he just wants to give his meat to anybody, then you know, house is a strong woman. Whatever. Fuck Sam. Yeah, fuck Sam. Actually, real quick, we just want to thank Hope Juber again. Yeah, because we really, really enjoyed that interview, and that was a really good interview. Yeah, so we're probably overhyping it now. People are gonna be like, "The fuck, really? That's it? That's what you're hyping? <laughs> yeah, that's enough." Yeah, it is enough. Yeah. We're, we're enough. We are enough. We are enough. But she's so much more than <laughs> us. So yeah. Uh, so look out for that in the next couple weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Great. So, did you have anything else? I don't. I'm, All right. I'm all set. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tack. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another Sunshine Day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>